Hey friend! Oh my goodness, I am so excited today to talk about postpartum recovery with you. So we're going to go through a timeline for postpartum recovery and my top tips for returning to exercise. The most essential things that you need to know about how to safely and effectively get back to exercise. So we're going to talk about healing your core and pelvic floor, how to build your strength again, to do all the things that you want to and need to do postpartum. You know, whether it's returning to running, strength training, um, CrossFit, military fitness test, you know, you deserve to know and to feel confident in how to approach the season. Welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Who's this for really? Who's this episode for? If you're a busy, active mom who wants to get back to exercise postpartum, or if you're pregnant right now, you're preparing for this season, or if you're anxious to return to the gym, running your usual routine, if you are postpartum and you're looking in the mirror and you don't really feel like yourself and you're feeling very anxious to lose the weight you've gained, or you really want to feel stronger and to just feel more confident in your body again, I see you. And I know for so many of us, we really need to get stronger for our fitness test or other physical demands for our job if we're in the military or a similar profession. We probably have a lot of pressure and stress that we're feeling of certain timelines to get back to the standards, or we just have really high expectations of ourselves, And we really want to make sure that we meet those and how we perform in our fitness. And so for so many of us who have either been athletes our whole life or Fitness is a huge part of our life and our identity. I know these chapters can be really taxing mentally, emotionally, just as much as physically. And we're very ready to kind of reclaim our fitness for both our mental health and our physical health and to just feel more normal again. If you are looking for more clarity in what you should and shouldn't do yet as your core and pelvic floor heals, if you're looking for like, where the heck do I begin after I just had a baby? If you are like looking ahead and you're seeing the mountain you have to climb and getting back to your PT test, I know where you're at. And I've been there too. If you're anything like the woman that I coach, you're probably just dying to get back to all those things that you love and that you need to do. You're feeling like it's really hard to be patient in the process and to give yourself grace in the process. So you are in the right place, my friend, and we can do this together. I'm so excited to dive into this with you. This is one of those topics that's very near and dear to my heart and something that I've been walking with women through for a couple years now. It's been such a gift being able to do that and to be able to also support the continued progression of advocacy work that we've been doing of getting much better guidance out there for women who are going through this in the military. And we're going to have to break this up into a couple different episodes to make this more digestible because I'm going into a good level of depth here and I don't want to cut that out for you but I want to make sure that you're able to listen to these in little spurts because I know you're short on time. So hang with me here and I'm really excited to see the impact this has on you and also 
what you'd like to learn more about. We're going to dive into a lot of these topics in greater depth, but I want to hear from you on what you'd like to hear first. So please let me know. Go ahead and reach out. Either you can touch base with me either on Instagram, on my Facebook account, or you can go ahead and send me an email. All right. So first thing I just want to reinforce to you is that our athleticism does not end when motherhood begins. Let me say that again. Our athleticism does not end when motherhood begins. And same thing with our potential, our contribution, our careers, our dreams. They do not have to end when motherhood begins. And so many of us, I think, are, you know, we see the changes that are happening or we go through this, these transformations and so much is changing. And we can often fear or maybe we receive these narratives from society that it's going to be the end of our life, our dreams, our fitness, our body, our identity, our time. And we can just be so bogged down with all the things that are lost. And I want to acknowledge the loss and the sacrifice because I think that's really important because there is that inherent sacrifice in motherhood. But there's so much that we gain through it. And through the shedding of the layers, I think we are just brought to, it brings to light what's most important to us, I think, and what's most important in life in such a profound, life-shattering way for us. And that's really hard. It's really hard, but it's also beautiful and freeing in new ways if we embrace it. And so I just want you to continue to be strengthened in embracing it, even through the hard. And I also want to reinforce you, motherhood itself is not a limiting factor in what's possible, in what we're capable of, in what we can achieve. But I do believe that a lack of support can be. So it's not motherhood itself, I think, that can limit us, but a lack of support through motherhood can be a limiting factor for us. And so I'm really here to support you. I'm also here to help encourage you to lean on others as well in your support system and build a village because that's what's going to enable you to pursue whatever dreams that you have, whatever God is calling you to, while also being the great mother that he's calling you to be. So as we dive into postpartum fitness, I just want to start with that because I think That can frame our whole discussion, but it's also so important to me to always reinforce that to you because I strongly believe that. So going into postpartum fitness, oh man, (laughs) through my journey and probably through your journey as well, you probably see there's a lot of different information out there. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of confusing, conflicting guidance. You know, there's so much information about, okay, what is diastasis safe? Is this good or bad? If I have diastasis or from early postpartum, what are all these do's and don'ts, you know? And there's a lot of information that's either very outdated or inaccurate or very emotionally charged. And honestly, there's also a lot of information out there that's really intended to exploit our vulnerabilities and our insecurities as postpartum women. So we'll talk about this, but we have to also be very mindful of, you know, those either programs out there or influencers or whoever it is who are promising these quick fixes and kind of this magic cure, like magically lose your your mommy tummy, flatten your abs, etc. It almost makes us feel like our body needs to be fixed to be beautiful and to be worthy. And so I want you to really continue to lean on trustworthy evidence-based information, information that's updated with the latest research from the field out there, not too extreme that where it doesn't allow our core and pelvic floor to heal. But I also want you to be acknowledged in that you probably either intrinsically want to challenge yourself because that's just who you are and what you're used to um, as somebody who enjoys being active or has always taken pride in your fitness or that's part of your job. It's always been part of your lifestyle 
or you have these demands you actually have to return to on set timelines. You don't necessarily have the luxury of returning at your own pace or taking it really slow and just really easing into it. And so I, I know that and I understand that. And so I really want to meet you where you're at in those pressures that you do feel and those pressures that you may feel both externally and also internally. But I think there is a balance too. And something that I had been part of advocating for in this last year or so in the army in particular, we had this really outdated guidance for our army pregnancy and postpartum PT program, where it's still included in the postpartum fitness guide to start running at two weeks postpartum. (laughs) And so this is like on one end of the extreme of not safe for our bodies and very, very much conflicting the latest public health community guidance out there, which was recommending a progressive return to running at the 12-week mark. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we also saw this ultra-conservative dynamic playing out in our pregnancy and postpartum fitness guidance, where it was like, don't lift over, you know, 15, 20 pounds through your pregnancy. And it was very, very outdated and very inaccurate and was not serving military women well. And so we deserve better, right? We deserve so much better. And so I'm here to help change the game for you. And I think another really wonderful win that we had in the advocacy work that we had done over the last couple years was the change to the postpartum height and weight standard timeline. And so before our body composition standards were required to be met at six months postpartum. And for so many women, this was forcing us into these extreme, extreme measures to lose weight that were very unhealthy, that weren't supporting breastfeeding goals, and we're just completely amplifying any body dysmorphia or body image challenges that exist postpartum that are very natural to, you know, for us to be going through. And so that was extended to one year now. And I think it's also great with the new Army Combat Fitness Test that we have that it's extended to a one-year timeline for our record fitness tests. But I also want to acknowledge there's still pressures and situations that arise, right? That We may be forced into something sooner or we may be pressured into something sooner or maybe we are going for a certain opportunity. We have situations that we don't have that amount of time, even though the regulation exists. I'm here to support you through all of that. Couple other things I think are really important to remember as I dive into timeline here. Everybody's experience is different. Every single motherhood, every single pregnancy and postpartum journey is unique every delivery, recovery process, symptom, baseline, mental health, so many other factors are unique, but this is a recommended progression that's evidence-based and it will serve you well as a baseline. And I also want to reinforce that even no matter how much you worked out up until your due date, no matter how competitive and strong of an athlete you are, even if you've been an elite athlete your entire life, no athlete is exempt from the need to heal and rehabilitate after birth. It's just because our body has gone through a trauma. No matter how, you know, quote unquote, easy or smooth our labor and delivery experience was or our pregnancy was, just remember that. And it's a very, very humbling time in that sense. And so many of us can feel, you know, sometimes we do feel like we're exempt, but trust me, and even if we can, it doesn't necessarily mean that we should. And I jumped in very, very quickly postpartum with my first baby because I felt like I had to in order to get my family station back together much sooner and also to catch back up in my career progression, but I am still dealing with the ramifications of that years down the road in the complications that I dealt with on the back end. And so it's not worth it if we have the choice to just push ourselves through that and to 
really try to bounce back super quickly because we will deal with the cost of that. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. And also remember that recovery and athleticism and healing is not necessarily linear. You know, you just grew and birthed a whole entire human being and you're juggling a lot also in this time of transition. And so just give yourself a lot of grace. Give yourself grace. Be compassionate. Be kind to yourself. And we'll talk more about what that can also look like. But I just want to start with that. So as we dive into the progression here, what I'm going to do is give you an overview first, and then we will go into the details of kind of outlining each of these phases. I created this phased approach to share a little bit of a big picture overview of the return to exercise of rebuilding fitness postpartum. And it starts with the healing, reconnection, and protection phase. And this is between about zero to six weeks postpartum. And what we want to focus on in this phase is reconnecting with our core and pelvic floor, very gentle rehab, and protecting our healing. You know, this is a very early postpartum season, and so we're going to be doing you know gentle walking, stretching, mobility, but we want to focus on protecting that healing time. Next phase, rehab and refamiliarization. So this is about 6 to 12 weeks postpartum, refamiliarizing with those fundamentals to build a strength foundation, and starting with low-impact cardio. As we get into the next phase, reintegration and rebuilding, this is starting to reintegrate more strength training, more cardio, reintegrating some high impact, uh, which is like running or jumping, after we build our base of about 12 weeks or later. So this is about the three to six month postpartum mark, reintegration and rebuilding. The next phase, which is anywhere from, some of these are overlapping, just depends on the person, between four to nine months postpartum, is about consistency and complexity. So we're increasing the consistency in our training and complexity. We're continuing to progress our load, our volume, our intensity. And then we move into performance and competition, about nine to 12 plus months postpartum. So this phase, we're gonna be continuing to build towards performance. If we've got you know, a, a PT test that's a fitness test that we have to do at a year postpartum, or we've got something else that we're competing for, right? we can build towards those performance and competition goals through progressions. And remember that this is a journey, right? You know, don't forget to celebrate how far you've come and know that it, it also is not exactly linear, like I said. And it's not going to be the same for everyone, but this is a general overview. So let me go ahead and jump into the details now. And again, I want you to apply this framework to your own individual return to exercise. You know, it's going to help you learn how to reincorporate certain forms of movement and rebuild your fitness. There's also going to be specific considerations for C-sections or pelvic floor tearing and different grades that I also will go through after this. And so that's going to provide a little bit more nuance and specifics for you that I want you to take into account. So zero to three months postpartum, you know, this is like very early postpartum, right? What's happening in our body? This is a super vulnerable time in our physical healing. There's so much going on that we can't see on the inside. Our uterus is shrinking down to normal size. We have a dinner plate size wound from our placenta being attached that is now causing the bleeding initially postpartum. It's not just like a period. It's actually from that internal wound. You know, our pelvic floor is healing. Our core is healing. Our tissues and muscles aren't ready to do a lot of the things that we actually feel mentally ready to do. So our brain is going to be like, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. Maybe after a few weeks postpartum. 
but inside our body is just doing so much. Our organs are, you know, shifting around, moving back into place. Our hips are reapproximating. Our digestion is starting to kind of renormalize again or trying to figure itself out again. Hormones are like all out of whack, you know, and so it's a crazy time. There's so much happening and we're constantly probably super sleep deprived, right? And so what do we start with here? Zero to three months postpartum. I want you to start, if you can, by getting a personalized assessment from a pelvic floor physical therapist. You know, each of us, of course, are going to have the standard doctor's clearance at six weeks, about the six-week mark, but really it should be standard of care for us to see a pelvic health specialist. We shouldn't have to have an incredibly high threshold of pain or other kinds of symptoms to get seen, but I know that sometimes it's not as accessible, but you are your best advocate, and so just advocate for that support. And if you aren't able to, a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach like me, like we can really help bridge that gap between the initial doctor's clearance and what you are, where your healing is at and what you want to get back to. So here we want to focus on rest and healing. We're going to focus on some walking in the beginning, gentle stretches and mobility to kind of reduce some tension and stiffness in our body. I want you to start building awareness of your signs and symptoms to guide what your body is ready for and what it's not ready for. So we'll talk about that too. I want you to establish a foundation of breath work here of core and pelvic floor rehab and start to integrate that breath and core pelvic floor strategy into your movements. And so you're going to begin building your functional foundational strength base back up in the zero to three month mark. So here you can begin with body weight movements, focus on your form, Very, very basic exercises, squatting, bridges, you know, very, very simple. Then you can add light load and begin to gradually increase that. And here too, you know, of course, we're going to feel pressure probably to lose the baby weight and to get back to everything quickly and stuff like that. And so I want to honor that. And so I think for those who really want to focus on cardio too, we can focus on low impact cardio, building our endurance through walking, bike, elliptical, rower, in those kinds of things that are low impact. Running is high impact. But in this early phase, we want to start regaining that stability, the coordination. We're going to want to do some single leg balance work because we want to prepare for reintroducing the high impact of running and jumping in the next phase. And when we establish that strength base and when we establish the stability and the single leg strength and the balance and all of those things, it's going to allow our body to essentially cushion the load of that high impact of pounding on the pavement much better for our pelvic floor so it will protect that healing. So a couple tips for you in early postpartum movement. You know I think we we get that doctor's clearance at six weeks and we're probably either like you know we've already started walking or we've already maybe been itching to get back to things and we're just we're dying to get cleared so we can just run you know go from zero to 100 and just get back out there, right? But we need to feel confident in how we approach our early healing and recovery when our body's in that vulnerable state. And so there's such a lack of guidance between when you give birth and that six-week mark too, right? Like, what are we supposed to do? You know, I can't do anything, and then I'm supposed to do everything at six weeks once I get cleared? It doesn't make sense. So we need a progression, right? So some things that you can do, I would start with walking, right? So days like one to ten let's just say or longer if you have more complicated delivery rest as much as possible to support your healing and bond with your baby focus on that like don't don't give yourself a whole bunch of pressure to get back out there walking and all of that unless you feel really up to it and you want to but short walks on flat ground like that may be appropriate for you 
as your soreness subsides, you know, and then you can gradually progress to walking closer to like 15 minutes or a little bit more, like three to four days a week. Our pelvic floor is working so hard when standing and walking and it will fatigue very quickly postpartum. And if you had a C-section, right, it can be challenging to even stand tall and, and the abdomen is very, very involved in walking. And so you may need more time. Then days about 10 plus, like walk as you're more comfortable, um, walk more, progress maybe from the easy pace to a little bit more moderate or brisk pace. And you can increase the challenge if you're like, I just, I want it to be more challenging. Like I want to challenge myself more and I feel good. Then you can baby wear or do hills with your stroller. And regardless of your labor and delivery experience, or if you had any tearing, our pelvic floors have to rebuild the capacity to support the load and high impact later. And so just take it easy and progress. You will probably see too, if you get an increase in bleeding, that's a sign you need to take it a little bit slower because your bleeding should be starting to decrease in its intensity and its amount and its color should go from like the bright red bleeding down to like brownish to a little bit more clearish. You should see that as a progression down. If it is kind of up and down of like you're starting to see more bleeding and then it goes back down and then you have a little bit more bleeding that's a little bit red or red, that's a sign your body's probably actually doing too much. And so you might notice if there's days where you're like walking a little bit more, you're doing hills or you're just on your feet more, you start to see that spike in your bleeding that's a little that's a sign it's very humbling because sometimes you're like it didn't feel like much that's a sign you're probably doing a little bit too much for where your body's at internally because again there's so much healing that's beyond the surface we just can't see it and the second thing that you can really focus on here in the very early stage is the habits of daily living so you can bring awareness to your posture you know, focus on supportive positions because you're probably going to be holding your baby or nursing them all day long. So, you know, we tend to slouch and strain our back all day. And so good form or breath and core pelvic floor engagement strategies, like those kinds of things during, you know, daily living and functional tasks, that's going to support your healing. It's going to help you manage the pressure well in your core. It's going to prevent the worsening of diastasis or other pelvic floor symptoms. So for example, exhaling and engaging your core and pelvic floor when you're picking up your baby or your kids or you're squatting and standing up when you're lifting your car seat getting in and out of bed sneezing and coughing that way you're supporting your body through it the last thing i would say for this phase gentle mobility and stretching in these early weeks that obviously can decrease stiffness and soreness so that can be very appropriate for you. You know, if you had a C-section, you're gonna to wanna to be mindful of like stretching that a lot, but we have much more weakened abdominal muscles, we have posture changes, and all of these things can cause a lot of back pain, right? And breastfeeding or holding a baby around the clock can increase a lot of tension in our body. And so some good stretches for you could be like child's pose, quadruped, cat, cow, pelvic tilts, and a single leg over kind of stretch spine rotations like standing shoulder rolls downward dog the figure four like hip flexor stretches glute bridges those are all really good and they're very gentle on the body and they're good for both you know your back your core your pelvis and so those are some ones i would definitely recommend uh, early on and when it comes to this first phase two we're going to do another podcast episode on signs and symptoms to be mindful of and just dive deeply into this but like i said be very mindful of bleeding that's a big indicator for your body. Leaking and incontinence. So of course, your body went through nine months of change to carry this new life. And so it's going to impact your pelvic force capacity to control either pee, gas, poop. The constant load of, of carrying a baby is going to cause a lot of stress 
to the foundation of your core system. So, and then in addition to that, of course, giving birth is a huge feat for the pelvic floor, regardless of whether you had tearing. And if you ended up with a C-section and you were pushing and then you ended up going to a C-section too, like you're gonna experience a little bit of both types of delivery. If you do experience leakage, especially early on, it's likely just a result of your healing process. So with time and with focus on pelvic floor muscle contractions and relaxation exercises, your leaking should decrease. If you do notice it during movements, it may be a sign that that movement isn't quite right for you yet, or you just need some additional strategy for how to engage properly so you can support your your pelvic floor a little bit more. But it's probably prudent to scale back a little bit and progress up to that particular demand. And if that leaking or urgency isn't resolving or it's getting worse over time, be very, very proactive in seeking out support from a pelvic floor physical therapist or, a, or an occupational therapist who specializes in pelvic health. And I went for a very, very long time with urinary incontinence, with running. I was very much in the trenches of it and struggling through it for a long time, and it was very much impacting my mental health. And I'll, I'll share more of that story later, but do not wait. It will help tremendously if you just go and be proactive and know you don't have to be alone in it. And it took me way too long to even learn about pelvic health and that that wasn't something I had to just live with or push through or deal with forever. And so, yeah, these are things that I don't want you to have to deal with alone either. The next one is a heaviness, pressure, or kind of bulging sensation or a feeling of pelvic organ descent. And so, of course, you know, down there, like swelling is going to be normal and expected postpartum for vaginal delivery. You may feel a sense of heaviness or feeling like a tampon falling out, but if those sensations are increasing or if you notice them during a movement, again, it's another sign that that demand probably isn't quite right for you at this time, but these symptoms can also potentially be a sign of prolapse, but I also want you to kind of give it a little bit of time. So by about the six to eight week mark postpartum, If those sensations haven't decreased or resolved, this is probably something you should seek further care on from a pelvic health specialist so they can really assess you properly and then progress you forward into the rest of your healing and return to exercise. All right, my friend, that was a lot for the very first stage here, but it's so, so important. And I don't want to undersell this time because the foundation we build early postpartum is what will carry us through the rest of our life. Not just, you know, these follow-on months of getting back to whatever we want to get back to, but it truly will translate over to the rest of our life. And so I want you to prioritize your healing during this time and to feel like you are well-equipped to be patient with yourself and give yourself grace through the process. I know that is one of the hardest things. And for those of us, even who have been athletes our whole life, it's not always super intuitive how to ease back in given everything our body's been through in birth. And so it can be hard to know exactly where to begin and how to take it easy. It doesn't necessarily come natural to us. And it's also something we don't really get a lot of good guidance for. You deserve to not have to be on your own in this. And so if you're looking for more guidance, if you're not really sure exactly what it should look like in very practical sense, and you want a step-by-step plan, I got you covered. So there's a couple options for how I can support you through this. I have one-on-one sessions available that you can schedule via the link in the description here in the show notes. And then the other thing that we could do if you would prefer to have a full program that you can follow is you can check out my postpartum program called Strong and Resilient, and it will walk you through from when you give birth all the way through 18 plus weeks postpartum 
So that way you can confidently get back to everything that you want to do and you can understand how to modify appropriately to meet your body where it's at. You can also understand when you're ready to continue to push forward harder and to know that you're doing it right. Because I think so many of us are like, we want to know we're doing it right. And we also want to make sure that we're doing it well so that, again, we can minimize those symptoms. We can get back to all the things that we want to do freely and to be able to perform at a high level. If that's you, I got you covered. So go ahead and check out the link and let me know if you have any other questions. Feel free to reach out to me either via my social media page or my email. All right, sister. So we're going to follow up with this one on the next episode where we'll talk about three to six months postpartum and beyond. So we'll continue this conversation in the timeline for postpartum fitness. And we'll also cover my top five tips, but just kind of bring it on home for you. I'm so grateful you're here. So thanks for being with me. And I hope that this served you well. Let me know what you think and go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And that's pretty much the only way that I hear from you if you don't reach out directly. And I would love to hear from you and know that this served you well. So we'll dive in next time and I'll see you there.